morning, and it is good to be with you. Yes, I wish we were together. I, I truly do. I wish that we were gathered together and that we were doing church corporately together, that we were handshaking and hugging and all that. But look, I understand these days are different for all of us. And this morning's message is going to be very appropriate for that. Here's what I realize. For many of us in this season of life, perhaps it's been one of the most difficult and challenging seasons of life for you. There are many people, I've spoken with people across all generations, and, and they say they've never seen anything like this, never been through anything like this. There are others who are just, boy, you're clicking along, and life hasn't changed much for you. Some of you, you still go to work every day, uh, you're treating it as normal, and, and things really perhaps haven't changed for you. In the midst of all of that, whether you're in either group um, or somewhere in between, I have a word for you today. And as I finish up this series on what it looks like to have faith when the world falls apart, what it looks like for your faith to be strong and to grow when the world falls apart, there's one word that I'm going to bring you today, and I'm going to be honest with you. I struggle with this word. I struggle deeply with this word, and I know that you do too. Do you want to know what that word is? Are you ready for it? Patience. Yeah, patience. Now let's be real. How many of you genuinely have patience? Now I realize there are some of you who've been through a lot of life experiences and you are super spiritual. Man, you are close with God and so you'll say, I have ultimate patience. Watch out now because your turn will come and when you want something more than you wanted it ever in your life and it doesn't happen according to your plan, your time frame, you're going to find that your patience is going to be tested. When you believe in something and you long for that and you know that it's true, but it doesn't happen now, you're going to struggle with patience. Patience is something that is difficult for everyone. It truly is. And why? Well, if you think about it on a base level for all of us, when we know what we want or we think we know what we want and we want it now and it doesn't happen now, it's hard to be patient. For example, you think about reopening of churches and going back to life perhaps as you knew it. Yeah, it's a little challenging to be patient. Even this week, yes, I had to process a lot of information on behalf of a lot of people, and I had to process that with great patience for all the people that I love and respect that are part of not only this Calvary family, but for those of you who have joined our family from around the world and around our community even during these days. Patience. And what a great word for us to learn about on this final part of this series, learning what it means to have faith and to have faith with patience. I want to give you a few words today um, from Scripture, a few verses, a few passages that will help you and I learn how to have patience because it's hard to do. And, and patience, patience really is all about time. That's what it is. Patience is all about time. And in the time that we're given, patience requires the mental, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual energy to wait on what God is going to do. That's very difficult. Listen, we've talked a lot about peace, love, and faith, 
And today we talk about patience. And one of the things that I've learned in this season of life, those things are easy to talk about. They're easy for all of us to say, I have faith, um, I have peace, I have love, and I have patience. They're easy to talk about, but I'm going to be real, they're very hard to do. Therefore, we need help. We need help to build up a patient heart and a patient mind and a patient life that is willing to trust God with what he's going to do in the time that he's given to us. And this morning, as I think about patience, there are a few things that I want to share with you because I realize that we're all in this generation dealing with patience. Some of you, you're having to be patient with your children being at home. Some of you, you're having to be patient with your employer. Some of you, yes, you're having to be patient with your churches reopening in a wise and caring way. Patience. We all need patience. And if we can learn to be patient with one another, if we can learn to be patient with ourselves, if we can learn to do things the right way, then there is a reward for our patience. And I want us to look at that today. The first thing that stands out to me when I think about patience, how can I have patience? How can you have patience? How can we learn to be patient people? Well, the first thing, when I read this passage to you, the first thing I learned today that I want to share with you, and I hope that you'll write this down because it helps me, and I know it'll help you, it's this. God has a plan, and I have to allow him time to work it out. God has a plan, and I have to allow him time to work it out. Now, now understand the power of that statement. Can you imagine saying to yourself, God, I'm going to allow you time to do something. See, God doesn't need our permission to do anything in life. He's God. But there's something about us, inside of us as humans, when we want what we want from God, when we want it now, maybe we don't even think about God, but we want what we want now, there's something about slowing down and saying, okay, to ourselves, God, I need to acknowledge to myself that I have to allow you time to work it out. You have a plan, and I need to acknowledge it. I need to acknowledge to myself, I'm going to allow you to work it out. Why is that so difficult? Because in our lives, what do we want to do? We want to work it out. We want to work it out our way. We want it to work out according to our plan, our time frame, our wishes, our desires, our dreams. That is true for all of us as people. We want what we want, and we want it when we want it. And patience is very difficult when we approach life that way. It creates great turmoil when we approach life that way. It, it creates not only turmoil within our own selves, but it creates turmoil that we will place on others. We will create anxiety in the lives of other people. And that's no good. That doesn't help anyone. So how do you deal with your own internal struggles as well as not placing that on someone else? Patience. You have to take patience to God by realizing, God, I know you have a plan. And therefore, I'm going to allow you time to work it out because I know that you're doing something that I just may not understand or see. 
Let me read you this passage. It comes from the letter of 2 Peter, chapter 3, verse 13 through 15. Listen to this. But we, talking about the people of God of faith, we are looking forward. Now, isn't that true of our lives? We are always looking forward. But look at what we're looking forward to. To the new heavens and the new earth that he has promised. A world filled with God's righteousness. A world filled with God's goodness. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting. Oh, that's so difficult, right? While you are waiting for these things to happen, look at what he tells us. Make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. Our Lord's patience gives people time to get right with him. What a powerful passage. When you think about patience, because we are waiting on so many things, waiting is a part of being patient. Longing for something, it requires patience. And we just don't know sometimes what God's plan is. In the fullness, in the clearness, in our understanding, sometimes we can't grasp it. And therefore, we have to give him time. We have to give him time to work it out. And in this season of life, I think you and I all, we all have learned that it takes time. And that requires patience. Patience. Knowing that God has a plan and I have to allow him time to work it out. That helps me be patient. If I can understand, God, you are working and I'm looking forward to something. In this passage, they're looking forward to something more than this world can offer. A new heaven, a new earth. They're looking forward to a time where God's righteousness is perfect. Where people are right with God. They're looking forward to that. But in the meantime, the world doesn't look a whole lot like that. Our lives sometimes don't look a whole lot like that. Therefore, we have to remember that it is God's patience that allowed us to get to know him. His patience toward us. And therefore, we have to be patient to allow him the time to work out his plan also in our lives and in those we love and care about as well. God has a plan. In the midst of this season of life, the one thing that has not happened, this never caught God off guard. This season of life that we're walking through, God is not surprised by. Matter of fact, he's not fretting over it. He's not anxious. He's not worried. He knows what he's doing. Now, you and I, we have emotions. We have feelings. We have things that we desire, that we're looking for, and we're passionate about those things. But God, he knows what he's doing. He has a plan. And patience allows me to acknowledge, God, okay, I'm going to slow down. And while I'm waiting, I'm going to know you have a plan, and I'm going to allow you the time to work it out in my life. Isn't that good? If you and I, if we as people, if we can slow down and we can say, God, I know you have a plan, and I'm going to allow you the time 
He doesn't need the time. He doesn't need our permission. But there's something therapeutic about it spiritually for you and I to say, okay, God, I know you're in charge. I know you have a plan. But for me, I need to slow down. You need to slow down. We need to slow down and allow you the time to work it out. Time is an interesting thing. The Bible even tells us that with the Lord, with our God, that a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day. In other words, time's not a factor to him. It is to us. We only get so much of it. But he's so gracious with his plan for us that even in the amount of time that he's given to us that we do not know. We don't know how long or how short it will be. Even in the amount of time, he's working out his plan for you, for me, for us. And therefore, to slow down and acknowledge to ourselves, okay, God, I'm going to allow you to work out your plan in my life. That's going to help me. It's going to help you be a little more patient in how we approach our lives, our time, and yes, even our plans. There's a second thing that stands out when I think about patience, and that is this. God has a purpose. He has a purpose, and his patience with me leads me to trust him. God has a purpose. Not only does he have a plan, but he has a purpose for his plan in my life. And his patience with me His patience with you, that patience that God has towards us, it will lead us to trust him. And it will lead us to trust him more. Look at this passage. One of my favorite passages from Romans. What a great book, by the way, in the New Testament. But Romans chapter 2, verse 4, I want to read it to you a couple of different ways. Listen to this. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you. Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? God is kind, tolerant, and patient toward us. Can't we see that? Well, sometimes, no, we don't. And why? Well, We may not be patient with ourselves, we may not be patient with other people, and we may not be patient with his plan, but there's a purpose. There's a purpose behind patience. There's a purpose that he's trying to get us to understand in why sometimes he allows us to wait, and he allows things to unfold in a better way for us. Instead of giving us what we want right now, and allowing us to mess things up and go after it so passionately right now, he has a purpose. Listen, I I need to hear that as much as you do. This is one of those things where even as a pastor, I, I recognize, wow, what a struggle for me as a human. What a struggle I know for many of you as a human. And if you're not feeling it today, like I said, It's going to happen, and you're going to remember this, and you're going to wait, wow, I I didn't think that I need patience. We all need patience. And patience comes when I realize God has a purpose, not only a plan in me giving him time to work it out, but a purpose. And that purpose is based on his patience with me, his patience with you, his kindness, his tolerance. Let me give you another way that passage reads. You surely don't think much of God's wonderful goodness or of his patience or of his willingness to put up 
with you. Whoa, have you ever thought that God might actually be putting up with your foolishness? (laughs) I wouldn't like to think that, but it's true. It's true of me, it's true of you, it's true of us. And yet in his patience, he does that. Don't you know, the passage continues, that the reason God is good to you is because he wants you to turn to him. The reason God is patient, the reason God is good to you is because ultimately his purpose is that through his patience he will lead us to turn to him, to turn to him in all things. Now I can't tell you how incredibly difficult that is for all of us because in our lives we will each go through seasons where patience is difficult. We want what we want. We want what we want now. We want it when we want it. We want it how we want it. And there are seasons that we will each walk through where those emotions, where those thoughts, where our spirit, where our body will yearn for certain things. But God is patient with us in the midst of that. And through his patience, what his purpose is, is to teach you and I, to teach us, to turn to him. What is the opposite of patience? The opposite of patience is doing it our way. And that's natural. Patience is difficult for all of us because it's the opposite of who we are. What's natural is impatience. What's natural is when we make ourselves the center and the rule of all authority. When we make our opinion our perspective, the opinion, and the perspective by which not only we should live, which you'll never measure up to your own standards, by the way, but then we place that same standard on other people, and they can never measure up either. What's interesting about that is when we live that way, that is the natural way, and it doesn't help us find peace with God or patience, and it doesn't help others find peace with God or patience for themselves. And Therefore, How do we move beyond that? We turn to God by realizing he puts up with our foolishness. He tolerates us in his kindness and his patience for a reason. And his reason is not just to prove us wrong. His reason is that we would turn to him. That instead of turning to ourselves, that we would turn to him in our relationships, in our issues that perhaps we have to work through, in our jobs, in our life moments, that we would turn those things over to God. The very things that make you and I impatient people, that we would learn God's purpose in allowing that to happen, whatever it is in your life, in mine, allowing that to happen is to get us to turn it over to him and to trust him. See, God has a plan, and it's all about time, And we have to acknowledge that he's going to work it out in his time. And that requires patience. The second part of patience is recognizing not only does he have a plan, but he has a purpose. And that purpose is revealed in how patient God is with me. How patient God is with you. And it's his patience that then leads me to go, okay, God, if you are patient with me and your purpose is to get me to trust you and to turn it over to you, then 
okay, I'll trust you. And that's the beautiful part. God's patience, God's kindness, it leads us to repentance. Repentance is the word to turn. It leads us to turn from our natural way to God's supernatural way. It allows us to turn from our impatience to patience toward ourselves and toward others. To be able to process life not according to our own selfish ways, but according to a higher way, according to a Christian way, according to a Jesus kind of way. And that's what patience is. It's trusting God's kindness toward my life so that I can turn to him and therefore show patience in my life toward myself and yes, even toward others. That's how I can learn to be patient. His plan and his purpose. He has a purpose in all that he's doing to get me to turn from my way and to turn to him. There's a third thing that stands out with patience and if I want to learn how to have patience, I have to remember this third part, and it's very important as well. And that is this. God has a prize, and I have to do my part to participate in faith. For my patience, I have to recognize God has a prize. Patience has a prize. But for me to achieve any prize in life, I have to participate and how do I participate with patience in my relationship to God? How do I participate with patience in my life? I have to trust Him. And the prize of patience is going to happen. Being patient does have its rewards. And the rewards are not today. They might be. And they, they're not tomorrow. They might be. But the rewards are there. They're coming. But patience is how we achieve them. But do you sit back and do nothing while you wait? No. Life doesn't work that way for anyone. No. You have to participate. And participation with God, participation in patience, participation to achieve and receive the prize of waiting on the Lord, it is achieved through faith. Do you realize that faith is an action word? It's not a passive word. It's not a word that you sit on the sofa and you wait around. Faith is an active word. It is one of those action verbs where you actually place, you do something, you actively place your trust in the one who's working out his plan and who has a purpose knowing that he's going to bring you the prize. And when God brings you the prize, you will appreciate it more because you were participating with him by faith as you lived, as you did the life that he had given to you, trusting him to work it out. You will one day receive by patience the prize that he's going to bring because you trusted him, because you actively trusted him. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11 and 12. Hebrews, a great chapter, a great book on faith. But chapter 6, I want to read this one to you. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end so that you will not be sluggish but imitators of those who through faith and patience 
inherit the promises. That you will be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Promises are something that are out there. They're not always fulfilled right here, right now. They are something that is future-oriented. And the inheritance, well, you think about it. An inheritance is something that happens to you at some point in the future. So God has for you a prize through your patience. God has an inheritance, a reward for you through your patience. But the Bible tells us, do not be sluggish. There's another word actually used for sluggish. Do you want to know what it is in the New American Standard? It says lazy. Don't be lazy. Now, for many Christians, we think faith is laziness. Faith is sitting around and just waiting. No. In this passage, we understand that faith means that we are imitators of Christ. That as we live, as we breathe, as we move, we do our lives according to God's way. And by faith, we live with patience, knowing that he's going to fulfill his promises. Knowing that he's going to bring the inheritance. Knowing that God is going to do what God said he will do. Now, for you, that may mean one thing. You may have a promise in your heart that you're holding on to, specifically during this generation. Well, don't let go of that promise. But in the meantime, hold on to it by faith. Live by faith. Be one of the imitators of Jesus who follows him by faith. Hold on to the full assurance of hope, even until the end, because through that and not being sluggish, you will inherit the promises. What a powerful passage that helps us understand God has a prize. And I have to do my part and participate in faith. Everything that we achieve in life requires that we participate, that we are a part of it. You can't receive the blessing of God's goodness on your life if you don't participate in church. If you don't participate in prayer, if you don't participate in his word, you'll never be able to experience the fullness of the prize that God has for you. Participation is required. Participation is required in your relationships, in your job. You can't just shut down. You can't just stop and pause. You have to be able to do the right things. And when you do that for someone else and they do it for you in patience, wow, relationships are better jobs are better hey our culture would be better patience but it requires participation and faith is all about saying okay god i'm going to trust you in the time with your plan i'm going to trust you with your purpose because you've been kind to me and therefore god i'm going to trust you that the prize is there and it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but it's coming. And I'm living for it by faith, by hope. And I know that as I have faith and patience, it's going to come to pass. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Hey, let me give you a couple of other verses. Ecclesiastes chapter, chapter, three, uh, or chapter 7 verse 8 says this. Finishing is better than starting, and patience is better than pride. Finishing is better than starting... And patience is better than pride. In our lives, that's the reality, is that it's easy to start something. It's easy to have an idea, but it's hard to follow through. 
It's hard to fulfill what you began, but, but it tells us in the Scripture to finish strong, to finish well is the goal in life. And patience is better than pride. Pride would say, I got this. I don't need patience. It's my way. It's the way it should be. But patience overcomes our pride. Patience is better than pride. And in this generation, haven't we learned that it's hard to be patient? For you with your children at home, for those of you with your jobs, your employers, with our leaders, it's hard to be patient. But patience is better than pride. Pride's just going to sink us. Pride's just going to continue to make a mess of things. We have to learn patience. And one of my favorite passages that you won't see, but I'm going to give it to you because it's one of my life verses. Isaiah 40, verse 31, it says this. They that wait on the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow tired. They will walk and they will not faint. That's Isaiah 40, 31. And by the way, look at all the action words, all the things that the Bible says that those who wait on the Lord, which is not sitting on the sofa, it's not sitting back and doing nothing. No, waiting on the Lord is faith. And those who have faith in the Lord, look at what happens. They run. They run and don't get tired. They walk and they don't fall down. They mount up with wings like eagles and they soar. But how does that happen? Patience. So, do you need a little help with your patience? I do. I know that we all have learned a lot about it today, but that's why on this Sunday I wanted to share that word with you. Patience. You see, if we will slow down as God's people and acknowledge patience requires time. And it requires my mental, my emotional, my physical, and my spiritual energy to slow down and trust God to work out his plan, for me to see his purpose, and for me to wait on his prize. Now I can tell you something. When you exercise that principle in your life, the word patience, you take these three things in these passages, and you begin to meditate on them, you're going to find you're going to become a more patient person. and You're going to be more active in pursuing God's plan because as you trust him that action word of trust and living and knowing that God is working it out in time you're going to see your faith grow it's powerful isn't it and it's one simple word patience which none of us are really good at that's why we need the Lord and let me say this you'll never find patience this way if you don't begin with a relationship with Jesus. Jesus was the most incredibly patient person ever. He went all the way to the cross for a bunch of people like you and I, right? And he's patient with us, still offering us the gift of salvation. If you've never responded to Jesus, if you've never asked him to save you and to come into your life and to change you, yet that's step one. That's where real patience is going to come from because patience is not from ourselves. It begins with our relationship with the Lord. But as we enter into that relationship, then we learn to trust his plan, his purpose, and ultimately by faith and patience to receive his prize. That's my prayer for you, for me, for us in this generation. 
and I know that these words will help you today. I'd like to pray for you because I know we all need a little more help in having the kind of patience that only God can give.